Oh, hello there. I'm just casually just sipping on a hot chocolate, having a waffle, drinking a beer, and even eating some mussels, though I'm vegetarian. Why, do you ask? Because we are in Belgium for this week's episode. Fran and I wanted to do some local representation of our areas. And while he got two counties, I got a whole country to play with, which makes me a very lucky girl. I'm really excited to introduce Belgian music to a lot of our listeners who are not from Belgium or in Belgium, as we know from the analytics. And I really hope for this one more than any of the others, you will go and check out the playlists and watch the videos of uh, some of the people who are around. Um, oh, looks like someone's turned up and they're playing a lovely little saxophone because again, we are in Belgium. So sit back, relax, suck your drink, enjoy some nice music. Oh, hang on. Yeah, what are we calling this podcast? <laughs> Was it over underrated? Over underrated. Sous évalué. Überschätzt. Over underrated. So let's move on to Belgium. For me, I've been given a lot more to play with. So, yes, I live in Brussels. But I have been given all of Belgium to pitch to Fran today. Um, and because I know from the Spotify analytics that most of our listeners are in the US and in the UK, I wanted to give you some facts about Belgium. So let me know if you know any of these, Fran. Fran, did you know that German is one of the official languages here? Around 1% of the population in Wallonia speak German. Fine. Yep. I didn't know that until I moved to nearby Luxembourg. Uh there are over a thousand different types of beer brewed in Belgium. You can drink a Belgian beer every day for four years and never have the same beer twice. So there we go. Belgians co-invented the World Wide Web. So Robert Caillot was mates with Tim Tim Berners-Lee and he proposed the first pre-WWW hypertext system for CERN in 1987. Uh, And he still is lecturing. Again, did not know that. And finally, Brussels Airport is the world's largest sales outlet for chocolate. So there we go. Beautiful. Beautiful facts about Belgium. Uh, But I didn't just want to give you facts about Belgium. No, I wanted to give you musical facts about Belgium. So Fran, did you know that the saxophone was invented by Adolf Sax, who is from Belgium? You You didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. He's from a town called Dinan. There are big saxophones there. I I have, but it's a beautiful town. There's a fortress. Fortress, there's some rocks. It's beautiful anyway, but I haven't been to the museum yet. As a 1980s phantom. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if there's uh, there were more pilgrimages there uh, in the 80s, but yeah, Adolf Sachs. Belgium is obviously fantastic for, for music festivals. I say obviously, it is fantastic for music festivals. There are so many all over the country and they are so cheap comparatively. And Tomorrowland is in Belgium and it's the biggest electronic dance music festival in the world. My cousin lives 10 kilometers from it and he says that when it's on, he can sometimes hear it. So, um, and I really love the fact that it's uh, it's located in the Belgian village of Boom. I think that's a great name. Something I only learned recently from watching the really fantastic music documentary Sound of Belgium. So Belgium, it was in Belgium that New Beat was developed, which is this kind of precursor to, to techno. And that had a massive influence on the UK rave culture of the early 90s, including the visuals. So the, the, the smiley yellow face, that is not a British thing. That comes from the Belgian new beat scene. And I highly recommend for you to watch that documentary. And there's a, there's a compilation called The Sound of Belgium that kind of compiles a lot of those bands. And it has, yeah, the smiley yellow face on it. 
But yes, my final Belgian fact that I don't know if I've talked to you about this, but Marvin Gaye lived in Belgium. So in 1981, he was having sort of drugs problems and tax problems with the US uh, revenue. So this Belgian music, uh, Belgian music producer called, this Belgian music promoter called Freddy Cousar invited him to go and live in the coastal town of Ostend, so by the beach. And he really recovered from there and he wrote Sexual Healing and recorded Midnight Love there. And if you go to Ostend at the moment, you can do this walking tour uh, where you basically pick up an iPod uh, from the tourist office and they take you around like where he lived, where he went to church, well, no, not where he went to church, that's in a different town, but like the basketball uh, place that he would go and play, all the different kind of spots. And it's fascinating. And yeah, in true Belgian fashion, Belgium is a country that does not know how to sell itself. You know, I, I really feel that. They're talking about having a museum now. And I was reading, I didn't know this, but Lenny Kravitz was going to play him in a film and went to Ostend to, to kind of find out more about that period of his life. But yeah, I think he um, he he really kind of found himself again and, and lived with this guy, Freddie, and his family for a little bit. And and yeah, it's it's all it's all thanks to the Belgian coast. So I could have included sexual healing on this list. Um, I, I heard it from the grapevine, but that tour is amazing. <laughs> 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 Okay, well, so I have lived in Belgium for eight years. Um, I did know about some Belgian rock before I moved here because I also grew up in Luxembourg and I had some Flemish friends. Shout out to Lise Lotta and Kenneth. And there I really knew Deus, um, who, you know, the other art rockers that kind of made it out a bit more. I even have this quote from Muse. Muse said, Belgian rock is a huge influence. We're fans of Millionaire, De Millionaire Deus, Evil Superstars of Soul Wax, because they really blend the genres. And they were talking about that even later on for their second law album. When I moved here, it really was amazing because I discovered a bunch of new bands. And then some of the bands who I'd known for years and years, I could finally go and see them. And Brussels has a really good music scene, but so does the rest of the country. So I'm often going to other towns to, to watch live music and it's fantastic and to, to go to festivals as well. I think of all the playlists I've made for you, Fran, this is my least objective one. I'm really kind of trying to sell Belgium to you. So I wanted, you know, there's a few bands that I really wanted to talk about that maybe you don't like as much, but I did kind of try and curate it more to your tastes and to have a bit more to play with, I really avoided all the big names. So there's no Deus, there's no Plastic Bertrand, no Jacques Brel, Solwax, Stromae, Angel, Evil Superstars. So some of them are there by association, but I was hoping that you hadn't heard of most of these bands. And I did also tell you, but I don't know if you did this, to watch the music videos for most of these, because some of them are a story in themselves. So I, I hope that you have. So Belgian music. Yes, you're correct. I have an album by Deus. Mm -hmm. I have albums by Solrex. And I know um, Mr. Plastic. Bernard, is that what one? Bertrand. Yeah, okay, you said it better for me. Uh, <laughs> Bert Bertrand, Bertrand, plastic Bertrand, but yeah, that sorry, doesn't sound as cool. <laughs> sorry, our uh, Belgian listeners, for me to mispronounce all of the names <laughs> of the next 10 acts. But yeah, so I mean, I, when I first checked them out, I thought, oh, I don't know any of these. And then I remember you had sent me a millionaire track before. Oh, okay. And I then remembered Goose from back in the olden days when I was a shit indie disco DJ. Over underrated. So we start with track one, the best thing by, let's me mispronounce this for you, by Charlotte Adjigeri. I think it's Adjigeri. 
Adichiri. Yes. So uh, she's a super interesting person. So she is based in Ghent, but she was actually born on Reunion Island. And I found out she's of Martinique and Guadeloupe descent. And her family background is Nigerian Yoruba via the slave trade. So that's how kind of she made the journey. And as far as I know, she speaks English, French and Dutch fluently from, from, her, from her background. Um, I'm honestly obsessed with her. I think her music is a really fantastic blend of genres, somewhere between electro and R&B, but there's something else going on as well. She often gets compared to FKA Twigs, but I think her music is a bit more energetic. It has a bit more drive. She is really good live. So it took me a while for me to see her live. You know, in Belgium, normally if I discover someone, I'm like, okay, let's go. Where am I going to see them? Um, I only saw her in 2019 at the Locusa Festen, which is this music festival in a Belgian town that I had never heard of, but it's a fantastic festival. And I hope it happens again. It's just her and her co-collaborator, Bolis Pupil, who's also in a bunch of other Belgian bands. She's singing, he's playing keyboards. Their presence is incredible. So this song, again, I, I said that I curated this for you. This was a song co-written by, well, not co-written. It was written by the Solwax brothers. And it's from the Belgica film soundtrack. I think I've mentioned this film to you before. So Belgica is a film, a Belgian film, about a cafe, cafe in the Belgian sense of a cafe that's also like a music. Cafe in Belgium doesn't always just mean a cafe with coffee. It can also mean like a bar. So there's a fictional bar called Café Belgica, which is based on Café Charlatan, which is this gig venue in Ghent that I, I have tried to go to many times, but always failed. I don't know why, it eludes me. And it's about these two brothers who want to open this music venue. And Solwax did the whole soundtrack as 15 different bands, like 15 completely different bands, like from Turkish sort of electronics to Italian synths to Charlotte Adigeri and um, an indie band called The Shits. The song is very simple. It's just her and her voice, minimal backing, but I think she sounds really powerful. And I think it's a good introduction to her work. So yeah, I'd be curious to hear what you think. You know, earlier you said about my bands having a certain accent. Mm -hmm. I was surprised that I couldn't hear any accent. She sounds English to me. Do you, do you find that? I think she sounds I th close. I think there's one or two, there's one or two things I think where you can hear something else but I would say English or American, right? Like there's something, yeah, no, she's, uh, she's amazing. I think she's got an incredible voice. It's definitely my sort of uh, um, female singer. Um, I love the atmospheric keyboards. Um, yeah, the production is going to be great because it's so wax. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's the best. I kind of, can, I could imagine this being done by London Grammar, that, the music behind it. That had that sort of feel to me. See, I never got into London Grammar, so that's interesting that you it say that. because of her vocals, some people like her vocals. So swap the vocalists, mm. put Charlotte in them, and it's a similar sound. It's a very, it's a very cool pop song, um, mm. and it was a great start. I, I, I thought it was the best thing I had heard that day. Oh, brilliant start. Yeah, in, in the film, she's in the film, and basically she's in a scene towards the end where, you know, in this bar, there's been a lot of excess, and it's just her and a microphone, and basically they're like, wow, yes, I guess she is the future of Belgian music. And you're like, yes, absolutely, she is. I'm glad you liked it, Fran. Over underrated. Next pick. So this is Dan with La Crise. This is the only act I haven't seen live from my list, I realized. I actually picked him because I thought he was French speaking from Wallonia. He's actually from Flanders. He is 
I guess best known for being in this alt rock band called Den Man Ray, who I, I didn't really get into that much, but they had an album produced by Steve Albini, as did another band um, on this list. And the, the, also the the cult band Racket Cannon, who were championed by Blood Red Shoes, also had a Steve Albini <laughs> produced record. So he clearly has a connection there. He makes a lot of different music under many names. And I picked this because it was a, a hit, I think in the summer, the year that I moved to Belgium, it was, I felt like not, it wasn't everywhere, but I heard it a lot. And I just thought it was a really smart mix of sort of French chanson, you know, he's got this deep voice, um, but it has modern elements of like the sort of DJ scratches and it has the Greek bazooki because it's about the financial crisis and, and yeah, the impact it had. So yeah, what did you think? That explains the Greekness. Yeah, exactly. I kept thinking, why is there the Greek soundbite? <laughs> and the video, you missed the video. So I saw the video. I mean, literally couldn't be the most European music video I've ever seen in my life. It's got, it's, it's got people wearing masks, people smashing plates. It's got weird dancing. It's got a lady sucking her finger in a classroom. I thought, could this be any more European right now? So I thought, okay, welcome to Belgium. Um, I was going to ask you, what's with the Greek that you've just explained us? Yeah. Thank you tick a box he's got a very crooner type vocal hasn't he yeah exactly i first thought oh is this like is this like a cool band who brought like an old school crooner in to sing over the top mm. this came quite popular in england in the 90s but it turns out it is just he's him. a crooner yeah he is a crooner um yeah so it's, it's not i can't i couldn't tell if i enjoyed it i, I think the production was great i could probably dance to it but I think his vocal was a bit too croony for me, unfortunately. Mm. But it's yeah. interesting. Yeah, I, I'm not a huge fan of French crooners necessarily myself. Jacques Brel, obviously I've got to say that Jacques Brel's a bit different because he's Belgian, right? But it isn't my type of thing normally. But I think the, the mix with the Greek bazooki and um, the DJ scratching and everything else. And I think, I think it's original enough for me. And also I quite enjoyed that the album that's come from the album this comes from is called Le Franc Belge, which is a play on words. So it means the Belgian franc is in the currency, Belgian franc, before the euro. But it also means a Belgian person who is frank, as in honest. So there's a lot going on. I think Dan did really well. Well done, Dan. Many levels. <laughs> well done. Over underrated. Next is Champagne by Millionaire. So they are from the eastern part of Flanders in Limburg. Tim Van Hamel is friends with Josh Omi. He's played as part of Eagles of Death Metal and Josh Omi produced their second album. But this is a song from their first album, Outside the Symbian Flock, which is one of my favorite albums of all time. I was reading reviews of it and it said Prince meets the Sex Pistols, which didn't quite hit home to me <laughs> as, a, as a, a review, but it definitely is kind of, yeah, genre blending. It's not your average indie rock or, or noise rock album. Their output after that is quite varied. So the album that Josh Army produced is, is really heavy. Then it, then the next two albums, which came way after. So I think like Outside the Simeon Flock is 2001, Paradisiac is maybe 2003 or 2005. And then the next album was 2017. Mm -hmm. um, I got to see them live in 2018 at Elsin Belgique. And like, that was like a teenage dream. I lost my shit. Like I really, I went in the mosh pit hard, so hard that I was complimented on my moshing by a stranger afterwards. Um, and they played what, what is my favorite song, which is what I would have included, Petty Thug. But I went for Champagne because it's their, it's their biggest song. 
I think it's it's like a it's an indie song, but it's an accessible song. One of the first songs I learned on bass, and I thought you might enjoy it. And the roller skating video, if you saw it, I didn't see the video for this one. Um, okay. So you, you, I think you sent me them before, so I was kind of aware. The Deus guitar sound, I can hear on this. Mm-hmm. Not the because uh, it's kind of got like a filthy sort of bass to it, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, there's a, but but the second guitar is that the guy from Deus because I recognise that sort of sound from the Deus albums. So. The Belgian people swap around quite a uh, bit, right? So I'm trying to, th- yes, Tim Van Havel has been in Deus, but he was, I'm looking now, he was an extra guitarist when they were touring the Ideal Crash. So he wasn't there at the beginning. Like, And I actually, I don't think he, um, he would have composed songs for Deus. He was in Evil Superstars though. And he is also in another band coming up later. Actually, he's <laughs> in two other bands coming up later. So big fan of old Timmy. Are they influenced by Queen of Stone Age? Or the Queen of Saints influenced by them. That's trying to work out. I think it's a, I think it's a bit of both because I mean, two thousand and one. That would have been after, you know, mm. Rated R was ninety nine, right? Um, but that this sound is a very Belgian sound. They are not the only band that sounds like this from this time. Evil Superstars, who Tim Van Hamel was in, that was before. That was ninety eight, I think. The the album came out in, and I don't know when they met. Or, or how they came across each other. I know my, I think Kate, Kate from um, the punk episode, she saw Millionaire support Queens of the Stone Age, which like, honestly, that sounds like a, an almost ideal gig for me. Um, yeah. I just, I felt like, was this an instrumental track? But so then I thought, <laughs> oh shit, we need to put some lyrics on it. Cause the, the lyrics come in like what? Quite a long way, way into later. the song. Yeah, yeah. I thought I put down here, I really like the groove. I love the guitars. It just needs a banging vocal. But do you it's not like, think the vocal is banging when it eventually comes yeah, in? It's, yeah, but yeah, that feels like an, it's kind of felt like an afterthought. It's like, oh, sh- shit, guys, we need to put some notes on it. Oh, that's, that's interesting. To me. I thought maybe if it had, like, you know, maybe some extra parts of vocally, I could have lo- loved it more than I did. But mm. I did enjoy it a lot. Okay, good. Yeah, it was really difficult to know which one to pick because um, I would say that almost every single song on this album sounds different. Um and I, there's Body Experience Review, that's their other big one. And that's one that's in kind of 5-4 and it's bass-led. So I thought, maybe, but maybe not. But okay, I'm glad you enjoyed it despite not liking the vocals. But I... I, no, I no, re- his voice is fine, but I think that he needs to have had more, maybe like an earlier verse, maybe courses. It just kind of like felt like a, just a, an afterthought. Than- yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it is a long intro, but I I don't mind that as much. I, I For me, it kind of, it builds. It means that it builds and it builds. And then when he comes in... I like it. And then the breakdown where he goes, I only wish that you had plans for me, baby. Sounds like a lunatic. And and that's what I like. <laughs> Over underrated. So the next one, very different, very different vibe. The only act from Brussels, it's Juicy with Count Our Fingers Twice. So I saw them for the first time at, do you have museum nights? In Bournemouth, Fran, is that a thing? Uh, I can't say I've, I've been invited to it. It <laughs> may happen, but I'm just not on the list, guys. So I don't know how long it's been going on for, but in Brussels, once a year, there's something called Museum Nights, which is basically like a bunch of museums that open late and they set up shuttle buses between them. And, you know, you can go and visit the museum, but then very often they have special other things going on there. So I caught these two in the courtyard of the Bellevue Museum, which is next to the palace in, in Brussels. And they were playing 90s R&B covers. Uh, and I was like, okay, that's unusual um, to see. 
And and then I really got into them. I saw them supporting Angel at Het Depot in Leuven before Angel went massive. And to me, they're one of the best live Belgian acts out there. I, I do think it's a risk putting this song on there because like with some of the bands that you said, you really have to see them live. They are so tight. They are constantly, you know, harmonizing, playing keyboards, but then other sort of percussive elements. It's it's really exciting. You don't know what, what's coming next. And their music is quite a blend of genres. You know, they clearly like their 90s R&B, but there's a lot more going on there. And yeah, they tussled with the racist Secretary of State here, uh, Theo Franken, for which I would really like, I, I really like them for. Like he literally kind of called them up. He's like, oh yeah, this band called Juicy or whatever it is, uh, is criticizing my racist immigration policies. So they put themselves out there and, uh, and I like it. And yeah, did you see this video? Because this is like, Feminist revenge in animation. <laughs> Sadly, I didn't see the video, but I did read an article, article about them switching to bikes and how they ride around on bikes. Is oh, that really? not important? Is that not important? <laughs> I, I had no idea. Okay, I had to read it for. Is this all about bikes? Yes, it's a bicycle article on Juicy. Amazing. So hey guys, they're good for the environment. I give them that. <laughs> um, they do not look how they sound at all. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. my opinion. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, 90s R&B isn't my favourite genre, as you yeah. may have, have heard before. Although this has some modern touches. I like the little keyboard sounds in the background. Mm -hmm. um, so you say they play live. They both play yeah. keyboards live, basically. Yeah, That's, that's cool. Um, mm -hmm. I like the jazz piano sort of finish. It's like a weird sort of piano at the end of it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, this, I'm not going to be shouting from the rooftops how much I love Juicy. Mm -hmm. um, they have some naughty words, guys. It makes oh, yeah. sense quite often. I mean, uh... <laughs> I mean okay, Fran, the, the video is basically i'm just gonna spoiler it for you they cut off a guy's dick in animated form like there's they talk about ovary power a lot and that is very prominent in the in the video and it is i find it very entertaining but actually i discovered they they do have um an ancien belgique live show on youtube so i would say if you're interested check it out but i do think it is difficult to replicate that even in in video form because it is just it's very exciting and unpredictable. You know, I, I saw them twice in the museum and then supporting our shell. And both times I was really, really into it, really not knowing where they were going to go. So um, yeah, support them and check them out. If they were French, would they be using a guillotine? Well, they're French speaking. The trop off so... member. <laughs> uh, no, I think they're using a knife. And so the funny thing is, I'm convinced that when I saw the video, it was uncensored. Like you do see an, an, an animated man's penis, but... I watched it again before this record and his penis is censored, but they do cut up a sausage to represent it. So there we go, Beautiful. with a knife. <laughs> Beautiful. Over underrated. So from, from one foul-mouthed uh, Belgian band to another, we've got, got to love it. Cocaine Piss with Eat the Rich. And their, their Instagram um, bio it says Belge de Mer, so like basically shitty Belgians. And it says find find your inner unicorn. So that that really kind of sets the tone. Um, I have a whole long paragraph on what their booking agency has written about them. I'm gonna cut it, but it's very entertaining and I, I recommend looking at it because it says you can't start a band called Cocaine Piss and be serious at the same time, can you? It would be the equivalent of naming your kids something like Kick Me in the Head Throughout Life Whenever Possible Smith. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the band have been around since 2014. They normally don't play sets longer than 20, 25 minutes. They're absolutely fucking mental. I saw them live at Absolutely Free Festival in 2016 in Genk. 
they came on, went crazy, got everyone riled up and then just suddenly kind of left. And obviously I, I didn't know that they only played for that short period of time. So you're like, did something happen? Like what's going on? And they, they have so much energy. Yeah, they have recorded multiple albums with Steve Albini. And I don't know if you read about how Steve Albini won a poker championship with their t-shirt on. <laughs> so he, he won like a, a special, like $3 million or something like that. And he's there looking really happy with a cocaine piss t-shirt on, which apparently is sort of an in-joke between them because they'd given him a t-shirt. He lost it. So they sent him another one. He then found it, wore it, and then gave the other t-shirt to another poker player. So, so yeah, very fun story. So Listen, I don't know if this is your kind of thing. I picked Eat the Rich because I thought, yes, it's shouty, but there's definitely melody running through. And the video is very entertaining. They are, there's, I called it extreme spaghetti and eating cake. And um, interestingly, recently they they have a new bassist called Farida. And uh, she's like a, a totally different kind of genre. She's like a jazz bassist who uh, was meant to be supporting Thurston Moore. I think she she knows him as well. And uh, I think she's brought something a bit different as well. So yeah, what did you think? She she says with fingers crossed. I have seen the video and it has like a drag queen introducing them. Yeah. Yeah. And we've got like a Trump birthday cake. Someone putting a finger through his eyes. Finger hand. So let, let, let's, let's let's look at it. If I was a seventeen year old student, I would probably enjoy them because you know they're intense. They're no, they're they're political. They look fantastic in a sheepskin coat is that yep. what she's wearing yeah yep. i saw them live in in uh, brighton on youtube so okay, yeah. i was gonna say what when i'm all over the piss but if we're talking about music then i'm gonna play my 40 year old old man and say it was annoying as fuck i hated every single part of it so yeah i i admire mm-hmm. what they do would i ever listen to this again no, 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 no. Okay, listen, I tried my best. And that's why for the next one, I went for something which I hope you liked a little bit more. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't like golden showers. And I don't like cocaine piss. <laughs> cocaine piss. But I mean, yeah, I guess that in the video it is hinted. I mean, like, yeah, someone's got piss written on their teeth and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, no, I, I think it's not... It's not an album that I put on all the time, but when I'm in the mood for it, God damn, am I in the mood for it? And and live, they are they are excellent. There was a band called King Adore. Remember King Adore? Yeah. They famously would only play for twenty minutes as well. Okay. All the songs um, are two minutes. So they come on, do ten seconds, and get the fuck out. <laughs> it was yeah, it was so strange because I didn't know this, and it just it felt very organised the way that they left, and yet I felt like there was an in joke or something that I was missing. I was just like, but. What's going on? Encore? Encore? No, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, not happening. <laughs> Punk's on. Punk, yeah, Punk's never encore. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it's a festival. Like, there's a whatever, 45-minute mm. slot. But no, they 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 had their time and they did it. But yeah, absolutely free festival. It's this, frankly, batshit festival in eastern Belgium. So it's in the same region that, that Millionaire come from. And it's called the Absolutely Free Festival because it is free if you bring three batteries to recycle. <laughs> because I think they have some kind of deal with the battery recycling people. If not, then it's three euros and it's a one day festival and it features a lot of local Belgian bands and just a lot of local Belgian bands in that area are very heavy. Like they're very heavy and very alternative, but because it's in a smaller town, it has quite a local following. So it's this mix of kind of music fans, but locals and 
one, I think, was it 2018? There was this weird performance artist who was singing a song called Rape Me Till I Come and all this kind of stuff. And you're, I was there with my friends and we were watching kind of horrified and you just saw the families just like casually watching it. And you're like, this is, what, what is this festival? And there's loads of heavy bands like It, it, it Anita and Elephant have also played batshit, absolutely batshit loud. Um, they have like a second stage, which is circular. So everyone's standing around it, which really kind of builds the atmosphere. And the band, sh- sh- I think is how you pronounce it, like they stripped off and sort of climbed up to the rafters. So it's this really, it's this fantastic anarchic festival with a lot of families there as well. So yeah, I really, I really recommend it. Over underrated. And speaking of uh, love yourself, Geronimo. Geronimo, ma femme me trompe. So supporting the French new wave band Andochine, who I've been really trying to hammer home to you, Fran, because uh, I think you would you would like them. It's the project of one man, Jérôme Mahagda, who's also from Liège, like Coquin Piss were. Uh, he's been making music since the 80s, but it was this solo project that really launched him. I saw him play live and thought, wow, I immediately got it. I immediately got into it. It was a perfect support band for, for Andersheen. I thought Andersheen are big Belgophiles as well. So I think often they seek out Belgian bands to, to support them. I really like his gentle voice and I like, he actually for the first time reminded me a bit of Tom Vex sort of monotone because sometimes he's singing, sometimes he's speaking. And yeah, I was torn between including this song or his cover of Bowie's I'm Scared of Americans, uh, Je Peux des Américains, which is fantastic. And there's a live version of that, which is even better. And the song, I don't know if you did a Google Translate, it's very kind of sarcastic lyrics about being in a loveless marriage and having a boring life. So ma femme trompe means my wife is cheating on me. And so he's saying, I suspect my wife is cheating on me, but I'm holding on. I get name, I get called names and I'm holding on. I smile even though I'm sad. I just follow the herd through the meadows where the trains go faster and faster. And then, yeah, he has this great line about, um, I, I realized that I had to make great efforts, go and eat cake at my in-laws, in-laws every Sunday afternoon, even though I have absolutely nothing to say to them. So very sort of young knivesy vibe, I thought. But yeah, what did you think? Well, I, I did um, put down what he's talking about because I couldn't find anything about... Just type in Geronimo in the Google, Wikipedia, Facebook, you don't find anything about anyone from Belgium. <laughs> yeah. So I thought, okay, fair enough. Um, so moving on to the music. The riff reminds me of Starlight by Muse. Dun, dun, really? Dun, 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 dun. And I kept, I kept getting around my head in the background. I'm like, hang on, hello. So I liked the overall sound. Obviously, I, I didn't know the lyrics. His voice is fine, but obviously very much uh french um sounding i love the guitars coming in and i think it would be a fantastic opening track for an album i think it's the second track it's, on the album well, well i've made a massive mistake what it's, is the first <laughs> i think it's it feels like it's obviously a great like start to an album introduction like yeah. it, it definitely it was when i when i saw them well them because he had sort of other musicians when i saw them live um it was the one that you remembered the most just because because of the lyrics as well of like he's saying my wife is cheating on me over and over again and yeah like the, the album that it comes from it's called oh yeah it's so it's called amon samoir which means a world without me and the first song is very different i would not have put this one on there it's called the l'été inoubliable which means the unforgettable summer and it has this very repetitive baseline and he, it, it ends with him shouting like lots of words that end in habla so like incontournable indésirable blah 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 over and over again so it's yeah i don't think he would approve well they've made a mistake but i i do think 
if you did like this, you should check out the album because it's a very, um, it's a, I, th I think it's a very innovative album. He, he definitely plays around with more experimental synths in some places, but then you have another song about Monaco. And I think, you know, it's called A Monaco and it has this very kind of breezy sound and acoustic guitar um, and everything works. I feel like it, I like every song on this album and everything works. So I, I do recommend checking it out. Over underrated. And then um, this is a band I did know. Yes, Goose with British Mode. So they often get compared to Soul Wax. Um, I think they have a similar sort of rock electro vibe, but I would argue that they're a bit less experimental and they have a very kind of slick and powerful sound, very clean. They are fantastic live. I saw them at Reading 2006. When, uh, when this album came out and too many DJs were also there and I saw them too. And I saw them more recently at Notorious Druggy Festival Dour in Belgium in 2015. They're a great live act. They've been around a while. Um, they're still making music and they're kind of composing for, for films. There were plenty of songs that I could have picked from. They, they have a lot of good albums. I went for this one because it was called British Mode and I thought, you know, tongue in cheek, you know, I'm introducing it to you. But it is actually one of my favorites. It really, it really builds up, and I really like how um, the voices are playing off against each other at the end. Like it's, it just gets more and more urgent, and yeah, I like it. How about you? So I used to play um, Black Glove. Yes, another good song. On, on my, uh, I have no recollection of how I ever came across them because mm. I have literally until you sent me this playlist, I had not thought about Goose in maybe thirteen years. Wow. Okay. Good. Uh, and then I found out but they're signed to skint which is that boy sims uh, record label i did not know that so they must have had a push in the uk for that album and maybe they didn't bother afterwards which does happen to european bands like kent for example did the same thing and met homes so yeah so now i know they still exist <laughs> i'm definitely gonna go and check them out because i really enjoyed this um it, it sounds like you know death from above mixed with soul wax which makes sense mm -hmm. it's definitely like the the song the cool kid would like at the indie disco Mm -hmm. It's got that dirty simp sound. You can imagine screaming, "Give me a reason to yeah. yeah. Now, yeah, no, I, I remember loving the the, the bass sounds um, back then, and so yeah, I, I definitely need to. Um, out of all the ones you gave me, I think Charlotte and Goose were the one that I'd definitely be investigating further. <laughs> and they both they both have Soul Wax esque links, well, so that's really I'm interesting. I'm a big fan of Soul Wax; it all makes sense. <laughs> Although um, I must point out, it's Goose are from Courtreich, not from Ghent, so you know there's there's a difference. Well, sorry, guys. Different part of Belgium, but uh, but yeah. Over underrated. The Hickey Underworld with the Frog. So. So many Belgian noise rock acts that I could have picked from. I picked this one from Antwerp. I saw them live at Hep Depot and Tim Van Hamel from Millionaire is, was in the band and is in the band at the moment. And he, he said, and I think I've said this before, if you have two bands in the same room in Belgium, you have a scene. And yeah, it's, it's very true, especially when you see how much they, they mix. I didn't know this, but they named themselves after a song that appears on the album Plays Pretty for Baby by Nation of Ulysses. And they won the influential Humor Rock Rally, which I talked about, Fran, in the Best of 2020 episode because Compactus Dummies also won it. Uh, so that's the influential competition. I love this song. I don't know how I came across it, probably from a kind of Belgian rock playlist. 
it, it, I immediately was was hooked. It's a very mysterious song with uh, this kind of weird bass, weird atmosphere. The lyrics are horrible, <laughs> truly horrible. And the video is even worse, but I love it. What did you think? <laughs> so yes, I listened to this first without the video. And it's mm -hmm. like, is there something about it? It's quite aggressive. It felt, it didn't sort of, nothing really sat with me and I wasn't really enjoying it. <laughs> and then I, then, the video. <laughs> I then gave the video a try. And in the, in the first minute I thought, oh, okay. Okay, this is <laughs> happening. It was like it was like you know some sort of like uh, American uh, noughties indie film on fucking heroin and cocaine, and like and it's it's like he's got people falling out of windows, puking, getting up, having a fist fight, and then that happens again and again every each character. But for some reason, I, I thought actually this is brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't right, right. <laughs> like it is so disgusting and like every time they puke it's a different color and yeah. as, as it goes on like the colors all kind of go on top of each other and it's just it's all people who are like a bit dirty and a bit grimy and there's like a really horrible atmosphere but i like my limited experience of belgian films is that like belgian films are dark as fuck like i i think off podcast i've talked to you about x drummer which is a band, uh, a film that Millionaire in as a band playing live. And it's just like, it's it's so horrible. It, it's it's so horrible and there's so much violence and gore. Um, but I agree with you. There's something compelling about the video. And actually the video is quite long. So I think the song is three minutes something. The video mm. really extends the song. And for a while, I would only listen to the, the YouTube video song. I really like the extended version. It really makes me sad that there isn't an extended version that I can listen to it because they really stretch it out. They have these weird kind of electronic vocals that they don't have in ah, the, so the Maybe other that's what happens. Maybe because I've watched the YouTube clip twice, I prefer the music on YouTube clip because I definitely, yeah. when I first heard it, I sort of went, oh, no, not really. And I thought, I'll give it another try. I'll watch the video because sometimes it's easier to digest new music with the video. And I put down, this feels like the new guy at work who's a bit of a prick, but by the end of the week, he's the best mate. So <laughs> this is how I feel about the, about Frog. <laughs> I really recommend checking out the, well, I recommend, yeah, testing again, listening to, listen to the song from the video, but without the image, mm. because that's my favorite version of the song. And like I said, yeah, really annoying. Like it's definitely one of these days, sorry, Hickey Underworld, I'm going to rip it onto, onto an MP3 so I can listen to it. And the album this comes from is called I'm Under the House, I'm Dying. <laughs> Lovely, cheerful, cheerful title. And it is, it is out there, but once again, it's out there, but the songs are quite different. Like you, you have slower songs, songs about aliens. The last song on the album is, yeah, like it's, they're, they're a weird and epic band. And yeah, because the, the lyrics are so awful. I'm not going to read them out. Like, yeah, we're running out. <laughs> we've been, we've been talking for a while, but it's, there is really something nasty about it, but somehow they, they win you over. It, it worked for me. I will definitely give them a try. Over underrated. Sous évalué. So next on my list is Magnus with French movies. This is a collaboration between Deus frontman Tom Barman and the DJ CJ Bolland, who had some great songs uh, back in the day. Sugar Daddy. Really recommend checking that out. So yeah, Tom Barman is one of my idols and I have seen him twice when I've gone to Antwerp and both times like kind of lost my shit uh, and thought, am I going to go up to him? Because once I actually saw him and CJ Bond from this band at a bar 
uh, but I chickened out because they just seem to be there with their friends. But I have met him twice at gigs and he is lovely. And, you know, he has this side project. He has another side project called Taxi Wars, which is jazzy, which is not at all my genre, but even that one works. So just congratulations to everyone involved. And uh, yeah, I saw Magnus at their Goodbye concert in December 2018, because yeah, I think it was this kind of temporary project with Tim Van Hamel in the band because he was on this last album. And, and I will share with you later what I looked like. So basically they got everyone on the stage to dance. And I was like, am I, am I gonna go up? And I did go up, even though I am not very fit and I couldn't get up on the stage and I had to get a stranger to push me up by my ass to get onto the stage. It was totally worth it because I was just like, oh my God, I am on a stage with Tom Barman and uh, Tim Van Hamel. Mark Lanigan had been on earlier because he's on a couple of their songs. Um, so yeah, this was my way to get in kind of multiple Belgian bands, Dios but not Dios. Um, and I think that it was a really great project kind of bringing that electronic side from CJ and the more rock side from Tom Barman. It was really difficult to pick a favorite, but in the end it actually wasn't because I know you're into films. The song is called French Movies and the video is about all the cliches of French movies. So what did you think? Yeah, it's a Jean-Luc Goddard inspired. Yes. It's a bit on the nose. It is. Here we go. (laughs) Again, you know, who knew that Deus was still going strong elsewhere? Oh, yeah. And um, yes, who's the female vocal doing the French? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, okay, fair enough. (laughs) Actually, I haven't looked it up even. Uh, You talk and I'll see if I can find out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I I enjoyed analog key sound. It reminds me of too many DJs. Um, mm-hmm. There's a weird flute sound. Is it a keyboard or flute? Who knows? I yeah, it. I would feel like it's a synth, but to be honest, it's like I, dancing I around know. in the background, um, giving it different layers. I heard this um, before I saw the video, and it, it built like quite like a visual sort of piece to me. I thought, oh, is it, I, I can the, the music video in my head, and I, well, I felt let down when I found that. Oh, okay, they're going with one, and they're doing a black and white French new wave video. Fair enough, Magnus. Fair enough. So yeah, I, I, again, I enjoyed it. Thank you. you enjoyed it. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, the video. There's, you know, CJ Bonnand is in it. Um, Mara Pavlovsky, who is in Evil Superstars, is also in Deals, is also in it as well. So it's one of those things where, like, oh yeah, there's, there's some famous people. But yeah, there is a female singer in it, and I have not found while we've been looking for what her name is. So uh, please write in. <laughs> Sorry, if that's you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, I added this recently. I have a, a playlist called Le Meilleur du Franglais, where I put in songs where they sing in French and English. And that one, tick, added in. Over underrated. Sous-évalué. Next one is very, very interesting for me. And I will <laughs> yes. let you know why, but if you want to introduce it. Yes, I do. Uh, So this is Lords of Acid with Isit on Acid. So I mentioned earlier on the Sound of Belgium documentary about the the bands from this era, and this is one of them with a very, very sexually explicit song from 1988. So, you know, it really, you know, at the time must have been quite quite something. And they have other songs called Rough Sex and I Must Increase My Bust. Um, I guessed that you might know this song from Too Many DJs. So uh, Soulwax remixed this, and then they actually released it on As Heard on Radio Soulwax Part 2, where they blend Blue Monday by New Order into their remix, and it's it's really good. It's about sex. It's about anal sex. It's about sitting on someone's face. Didn't know how you were going to feel about it. Like, it, again, bit tongue-in-cheek that, that I, I added this in. I thought you might hate it, but I think it's, yeah, it's... 
it's a strong song in every sense of the word. Like I can't help but smile. I can't help but dance when I hear it. Like it's just, it's just so catchy. Like I love it in all its forms. I like it, the original version. I like the Soul Wax remix, um, but I didn't expect you to like this. I used to listen to um, Radio Soul Wax on their website. Mm. It would stream all of the album before it came out on CD. I've not heard the second one, so I've not actually heard this remix by Sonwax. When I first heard this, I thought, is someone ripping off Smacky Bitch Up by Apology? <laughs> because it's got the same dark sound to it, and it's got, rather than someone saying Smacky Bitch Up, it's got, I'm going to sit on your face. I thought, well, okay, here we go, controversial. I then researched and found out that this predates Smacky Bitch Up by six years. So Liam... Stop stealing from fucking Brussels, mate. Sorry, not Brussels. Uh, yeah, actually, where are they from? I don't know. I, I would guess they're Flemish, but... Uh... <laughs> yeah, because literally, this is Snacky Bitch Up. Mm-hmm. Very much so. And then I researched a bit more and found that the guy behind this band is Praga Khan. Yes, yeah. Who had two massive rave tunes, which I had on vinyl, with Injected by a Poison, mm-hmm. which I used to dance at under 18 raves in the early 90s. And had no idea that he was Belgium and then went on to the rest of the world of acid. So right. it was Fran, it was you, you have to watch The Sound of Belgium. It's honestly, it's such an interesting documentary because okay, for me it was especially interesting because it really through talking about this music, it explained to me a lot of attitudes that came to Belgium post-World War II. So it talks a lot about like how how the nightlife evolved and how it would be like random clubs popping up in random parts of the country and people would just drive everywhere. You drive from one to the other and sort of party all weekend and how like Belgium is a bit of a country without an identity and it forged an identity by sampling. It's it's honestly fascinating. And, and as I said, I had no idea how much it influenced uh, the UK and it did because some of the labels, I think that they were on were British, British people were coming over and, and hearing the music. So it's interesting that you say smack my bitch up. It, it does remind me of that. I, I don't feel like it's a complete ripoff, but I, I do think that the UK rave culture was absolutely influenced by this band and a lot of the others on there. And uh, and yeah, really everyone go watch The Sound of Belgium. And the Prodigy, when it first started, were playing at raves. So they may even know Praga completely. Mm-hmm. It, it does make a lot of sense to me. Cause I knew that like a lot of the dance uh, music was coming from Holland. Mm-hmm. I never knew Belgium was anywhere near. Because, and I repeat, Belgium is terrible at selling itself. <laughs> that is why. Like, uh, no, it really is. You know, I, I like. I've lived in Belgium for eight years. I I do love Belgium. Um, obviously, whenever you live in another country, there are things that you appreciate more than your own home country, and things that you you don't. And um, I think, on the one hand, it's quite nice how humble Belgian people are. Like, it definitely is not. It's a country where arrogance is really not seen as a virtue in kind of, let's say, direct contrast to France, if we're being stereotypical. Um, but really, sometimes you're like, guys, you like, there is so much going on here in whatever it is, food, music, whatever. There is so, there's so much great music. And definitely Belgium has an influence in, especially in noise rock and this, this electronic music. And so many bands just don't break it out outside of Belgium. And I'm like, is it... Is it because of this humble attitude? Is it because despite so many of them singing in English, you know, most most of the songs that I gave you, people people are singing in English. Uh, what is it? I don't know. Over underrated. So that is Belgium, guys. It's sexy. It's dirty. It has people falling out of windows and puking at each other. It has some amazing bass lines. 
and it has some juicy R and B. Ah, what a lineup! So I enjoyed it. I, you... I enjoyed. It. I, yeah, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. I oh, thought, I'm glad. I, I, thought I, I thought I liked two or three tracks, but yeah. I mean, I mean, cocaine piss can fuck off. But um, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> cut that out! Cut that out! Don't say that. Love you already. You. I love you already. On cool of you, cocaine piss. Um, <laughs> That's the best I can do. Um, but yeah, everything else I give a, a listen. And guys, just check out the vid- videos. It's fucking your trust crazy. Yeah, the, on, and you too, Fran, honestly, check out all of the videos of all the songs that are there because they're all wild. And yeah, it really makes you... Belgium definitely is a creative country. You know, it, I think Brussels has like a very high density of museums and, and you really feel that. And that's that's what's really cool about this country. Like you definitely feel that culture is something that's very valued. And, you know, we're, we're in lockdown and there were, there have been protests recently called still standing for culture. I saw like a gig, which was basically this, this band who all live in a house together and they just opened up the windows on the first floor and, and played a concert. And, you know, thankfully, despite, despite lockdown, all the museums are still open. So I've been going to museums way more than, than I normally do. And it's, it's, it's really good. So yeah, support, support your, support your neighborhood scene. Whether Belgium, Dorset, Hampshire, or beyond. <laughs> Amen to that. And thank you guys for checking out another episode. Let us know which you prefer. Was it Dorset, Hampshire, or was it Belgium? The classic clash. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've heard it all before. So many podcasts have touched on new subjects. Babs, anything else you want to add, or is it a go-go? Come to Belgium when it opens up again, especially to Bruges. I was there recently. They are struggling uh, for being a tourist city. Come, listen to the music, eat the chocolate, have a great time. Come to Dorset, eat ice cream, enjoy the beaches, and tidy up before you go home, guys. Uh, well done. Well done. Au revoir. See you. So I hope you enjoyed your trip to Belgium today. Uh, please check out the playlists for this week's episode and last week's episode in Dorset and Hampshire. Uh, so the bands from our local areas get a little bit more um, coverage. And if you want to get in touch with us, maybe there's some bands in your local area that you'd like us to talk about. You can tweet us at OU Music Pod. We're on Instagram at OverUnderratedMusicPod. And you can email us overunderratedmusicpod at gmail.com. Happy listening. Au revoir. Tot scenes. Baby.